This episode, we're talking about remembering your past. Man, this is a good one. You're going to definitely need some Kleenex. So go ahead and get it. Meet us back here. And let's go. Welcome to Redefining You. This is a safe space where we are intentional about encouraging and inspiring purposeful people who are intentional about evolving and redefining themselves. Redefining you. All right, episode two, remember your past. So to start us off, we got to start off with just a little bit of numbers to help us put in perspective what other people are going through, right? Right. So, according to the Anxiety and Depression Society of America, 70% of adults experience one traumatic event in their lifetime. We talked about that on the last episode. If you didn't watch episode one, rewriting your story, go watch episode one. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Now, out of that 70%, 20% of people will actually develop PTSD. That is almost 8 million people in a year that develop PTSD. So PTSD, to define that, is post-traumatic stress disorder. And it can occur after a traumatic event. I would like to clarify from being a former military spouse that it is not just a wartime event. No. Okay, it's not just witnessing a violent act or anything. PTSD can be from any of the previous events that we were talking about from, oh my God, rape, adoption, like divorce, breakups, like it can be onset from any of that, right? Right. Um, Statistic-wise, it's actually more common in women than men. We're breaking cultural norms today by giving the facts on PTSD. And it's just as common as anxiety and depression. Okay, so that's one of the biggest things about, I wanted to highlight PTSD because it is prevalent in society more than we think. Mm-hmm. A million people are suffering from it, right? Right. And one of the things for us to talk about the past is PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder and post meaning the root word for past. Right. Previous uh, event that occurred from a past memory or event that happened in your life, right? Right. That is traumatic, that may have onset some type of trauma. And whenever I think about trauma, another word comes to mind, triggers. Triggers. I was, I actually was gonna say like cultural terms is triggers. It's just what it is. Instead of, yeah, traumas and our triggers. Right. Like I, I like to say to the next level of it is, I think that you experience a trauma and in your past and it onsets triggers into your present and future if it is not properly dealt with in the past. If you don't take the moment to remember your past or recall or reflect on past traumatic events, then those triggers may actually present moment and future triggers, when you are triggered, those responses may actually lead to 
more traumatic experiences for you. Right. For right. your generation. Right. This is where we talk about like generational curses. Right. And it's like, how do you break this? I think it's important for us to be able to identify emotional trigger happen within us, right? Couple of little things. How do you identify emotional triggers? One, you have to be able to identify your, you have to figure out how you respond to those specific traumatic events and situations when they come or the trigger that comes. And you have to remember your past. You have to recall it. Right. In doing that, step three is you have to repeat or yeah, repeat the cycle is the best way to do it. You have to repeat the cycle. And once the cycle repeats, then you're in reflection mode. So I like to think of it as like rinse and repeat, right? So it's like you, it repeated itself, but you're rinsing, you're making it clean again to sit and do reflection, to be able to say, I need to grow from this in a healthy way, right? Of identifying the triggers for you. So (laughs) Yeah, the emotional triggers, my biggest piece of advice and takeaway around that is beware of your emotions that you experience in response to a tragedy or a traumatic event. Right. That's one of the easiest ways to identify your response leads to how you will handle that trigger. Yeah. So uh, how do you, what's your thoughts on like, when we're talking about like triggers and and what happens in your past that leads to those things? So to be honest, I just think about myself and the old me (laughs) and the old triggers, but I definitely agree with everything you just said as far as you have to learn, first of all, you really don't realize things are a trigger until you either start getting to a place close to healing. And I'm not saying that's the exact place, but however, you don't really know that you respond in the way that you respond until somebody tells you or you figure that out. And that's when you're starting to walk this process of healing. At the time when these triggers are happening, you just know you're reacting. They made you mad. They made you mad. They did something you didn't like or something happened that you didn't like. And this is how you reacted to it. And this is how you've always reacted to it. You don't know anything different. Right. You don't even realize that it is trauma that has happened to you. Yeah. And this is why you're responding. Absolutely. And let me just say, I can at least speak that for myself, right? I can also realize things that was happening to me from somebody else was because of the way that they grew up. Right. So sometimes trauma is brought onto you by somebody else now this is a behavior you're not used to that now you develop a trait like now this is a trigger for you that you didn't even have before correct so triggers can come from all different places and people and things you can develop them over time like the responses to them to them over time also and it could not have even say for instance like it could have been a trauma that i've never experienced but my spouse has experienced and now we now that he has this trigger, now it becomes my trigger because I'm used to responding with him to that one thing, right? So I ultimately, it honestly goes back to healing. It goes back to that self-awareness. It goes back to that sitting still of realizing these things. And for me, once I sat down and got back into therapy, it is when I realized how I was responding to things. And it, it goes back to the episode one we were talking about 
get, becoming intentional about changing these things because once again, I was trying to redefine me. So I mean, that means I had to get rid of these things that I no longer wanted. Right. It took some time because once you develop reactions to these things, they don't just go away. No. They take time to process and I call it connecting the dots. Yeah. You literally have to connect the dots backwards. And when you're connecting the dots backwards, it even goes back to childhood. Ooh. Tell me about it. It goes back to childhood of why, why do I respond to these things? Because people are going to be people. Things are going to happen in life. However, your response can be different depending on where you are in life. Correct. So if I'm now sitting in this place of how do I change this? How do I redefine me? Why do I react the way do I, that I react towards when somebody makes me angry or when somebody does something I don't like? Because every reaction or every action doesn't deserve a reaction. Correct. So therefore, let me, I had to start thinking back and even Kim took me back to, and I know she probably did the same with you, why, how did you start responding to this? What was your childhood like? Correct. Did you respond this way when you were six and seven? Did mm -hmm. you just get mad at the world right. when things didn't go your way? And literally we had to start connecting the dots backwards. Yeah. That was tough. Yeah. I think for me, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I love that you highlighted the fact that sometimes we get attached to somebody else's traumatic event. It triggers and their responses to things. We get attached to their need for healing in spaces right. that they need, right? Right. Because I, I recall one of the first things that I had to go into reflection with on my past was like where I was at currently, like from the brokenness, we started in present moment and right. moved back. And I like that instead of starting as a child, right. because then it would have been like, oh, girl, cross that, I don't know tell you, right. Right? right? But in the present moment, I love that because it was pulling me out of the rut that I was in and that right. stuck place that I was in whenever we started in the present moment of, okay, so you're separated, right? Soon to be, tell me what you think led to this, right? And that's how it started for me. And I had to do the reflection on my ex was a take flight person, always, right? We read the books on like crucial conversations and stuff like that. It's a really good book if you mm -hmm. want to read into that. And they talk about fight or flight things and responses to tough conversations, life events, things like that. Like you said, it's responses. If somebody says something that you don't like, are you the fight or a flight response? Right. Right. But those are two extremes. Right. I really believe that when you redefine yourself, you evolve into a healthy version of this middle ground. You become the or. Right. Or the but. Right. To a statement, right? And so he was a flight person. And what eventually, going back through all of the stories and reflecting on our past relationship, it helped me to realize that I, it had, it, it had onset abandonment issues for me and it was triggering abandonment issues for me and at first I thought it was the cause of it then we dug deeper into my past and it was like no maybe your abandonment issues may have resulted from the death of your father at such a young age as a child right. and so when your ex is triggered and he takes flight 
it reminds you of being alone in those moments for that abandonment, which triggers your abandonment issues, which causes you to respond. Mm -hmm. And my response was anxiety, shaking, yelling, screaming, crying, being dramatic outside, like holding on to mirrors on the car, can't pull off, like don't (laughs) take flight, don't leave me. And I'll just sum it up to say, stay in too long. King George sings about it. Right. Don't stay too long. <laughs> Don't stay too long. I stayed too long. And then when, like, it's funny now, but back then, it was not. I was like, <laughs> it was not. I just believe that everybody can be saved. Like, it's just like, you can't save everybody, you're not God. No. Like, you people pleasing. Correct. Your behavioral <laughs> response is your people pleasing to the point where you abandoned you. Right. You gave up you in order to satisfy someone else and you have no boundaries i have no boundaries none, none. like it was just mm-hmm. ain't no dignity when my neighbors across the street is watching me hold on to a side mirror as somebody it, and now i mean my kingdom spouse is coming but <laughs> if he decided that he want to pull off one day he's not gonna do that because he god gonna already download to him and say you can't leave this one because she got a cray gray like <laughs> so he's just gonna be like i'm just gonna go right. in the backyard or something right but i'm not chasing him i'm not gonna run through the screen door the, you need some let me get in the tub. Y'all know that's it's my therapy. No, absolutely. But healing had to get me to change my responses because my previous responses were not anything like that. And then I struggled to forget every time that they take my ex would take flight. No matter, I didn't care. There was no words on this planet. There was nothing he could have done to fill that hole for me. And it was like right. the, the hole inside of me was spreading right. every single time that he left. And it was even to the point, like I said, we tried reconciliation. We tried to reconcile one time previously during the separation. And that was the promise. The promise was, I will never leave again. I won't even leave the house. I'm gonna have to work on this. Right. But that's all fine and dandy for him to say, but you didn't do the necessary steps to heal. Right. So now you're staying and you're miserable because you don't recognize why you're responding. Your response is to take flight. But me, I took the time to start going through therapy and I stopped responding the way that I used to. I wasn't chasing him anymore. He wanted to leave. (laughs) But when he came back, it was different because like, whoa, she chased me? Or she screaming and yelling and acting a fool? Not anymore. I will never do that again. And I remember, I recall looking him in the face and saying, I was like, that old Noelle that you used to know, she no longer lives here. Mm -hmm. She no longer even exists. Who you are staring at is somebody completely due. Somebody completely redefined. And I will never do those things again. And you, nothing that you can do will cause me to react those ways right and i just remember feeling like too mine is just reactions so why do i need to heal and go through all of this when they're just reactions but through therapy i had to realize i had to deal with the little inner girl the inner noel the inner child me that was dealing with feeling left alone when her father died from cancer when she was four to I needed to face not only that death and heal from that, and then I needed to face that my mom and my brother were close. And so it, it always made me feel like the black sheep right. of the family. And I needed to deal with that version of, the, of me in the past. Right. 
and realizing that's where the anxiety came from. Right. That's where the anger came from, the right. yelling and the screaming. It's me screaming out for attention to somebody to hear me. Save me. Yeah. Save this little girl. Save little no, because I don't want anything to die. I don't want the relationship to die. I don't want my marriage to die. I'm going to oh, hold yeah. on until it, the wheels fall off. And right. y'all, I was Flintstone in it. Like, <laughs> I was pebbles by myself. Feet that fear, dusty. That fear of losing again. That's it. That fear of losing again. Correct. That's the crazy. Past. That past. I would say my fear probably more is because my mom passed away when I was younger. And my fear is more of like me and my daughter's like relationship or us because I lost my mom. And I felt like when God gave me a daughter that I was like, oh, I get to have this again. But mine was different. Like as far as relationships, like mine was more of not being enough. If I faced rejection, I felt like I wasn't enough. When honestly, I was, I've always been more enough. And when I really sit back and look at it, I've always been more enough. Absolutely. I always have given in my relationships. I'm not saying that I was always perfect, but I've always given. And I've given it, given right. to I lost me. And when I lost me, is when things started being lost because everybody's happy, happy while everything is happening. And I was always making sure things were happening because I'm like, oh, let's do this together. Let's do that together. And no, oh, he's not feeling great today. So let me help him feel great. But the moment I took the time to sit for me right. and to do things for me, like build gym fit, stuff like that, things changed because I wasn't making things happen anymore. So then now they began to like, throw different things at me, which made me feel rejected, which then make me go back to, I'm not enough. Right. Which ultimately took me back to things as a child when I felt like I wasn't enough. And so these behaviors though, honestly, I didn't have as a kid right. of not being enough. I developed them as I got older. I developed them from somebody else. The kicking and screaming and acting the fool, that came from somebody else. I didn't do that as a kid. I grew up in a healthy home with parents that loved each other yep. and was committed to each other. So now I've developed this new behavior that now as I'm sitting by myself, I gotta get rid of? Right. That's another traumatic experience because I'm like, where this came from? I didn't have this. Right. I'm trying to even tap the seat. Like, how did I get here? That goes back to another form of identity again. Correct. Whose identity did I take on? That's right. Because I didn't have this. And when you are in the midst of finding yourself right. when you're younger, you take on other people's identity. Right. And you take on other people's trauma. I know I went back to that, but that's exactly how I had to connect the dots of like, how did I get it? Absolutely. Spirits too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's somebody's whole spirit that has now been attached to you. Absolutely. And you got to break that spirit off you of you. You got to break that off of you. You've got to break it off of right. you. And like you said, literally, I couldn't even, I never chased my first love through high school. Right. We wanted to leave it. We're like, bye. I'm, why am I chasing? No, honestly. My my ex-husband. Like, why was I chasing you down the road or anything? Right. And it literally... Like you said, I wish that we had an answer for that. Something onset us that point where we didn't, we no longer valued ourselves. Right. We no longer felt like we were worthy enough or more than enough right. to be able to be okay By or to be able to control right. our response and our emotions to what triggered. 
Right. And it's like, that led me to like defense mechanisms. And I think that's what the response was for me. Right. It was my defense mechanism. And after the response of being angry and frustrated and aggravated, agitated, yelling, screaming, kicking, crying, all of that stuff, right? As a whole grown adult. So right. I'm not even embarrassed because this is my truth, right? No, it's what happened. Correct. Because there's somebody out there kicking and screaming and crying right. and doing all these things that later as they heal, they'll be like, where, how did I get here? Yeah. I never used to do this before. How right. did this, how and why? Why? Yeah. yeah. And it was for me, it was it after that, my defense mechanism began to surface and show themselves right. when I revisited my past because then I realized that I I people please in those moments. I that's when when I say you stay too long, right? You stay long, you stay wrong, kind of deal, right? And that's what happened to me is I gave up all of my boundaries and every bit of me and my values towards myself, my identity, my self-worth, my self-love in order to feel like somebody else was going to accept me and stay with me. Right. And in order to do that, I people please. Right. I said yes so to right. no end. Yeah. No end. There was ne- the word no did not exist. Right. Now? Whatever to keep that marriage. Whatever to keep going. Right. It was not a marriage at all. No. I hadn't been for a long time. Right. But whatever needed. And this is, and even separate from just that, it comes up in dating, it comes up at work, it comes up with sometimes parenting. And it's, wait a minute, my job is to cultivate this and build this and participate in this and accept this for what it is, but it is not to give myself and my all into it and lose me. And that is what happened. So if you listen back into episode one, where we share our broken moment, that is what happened to me. My breakdown happened where I realized I had nothing left to give because I had people please myself to the point of depletion, to the point that I couldn't give to myself. I couldn't even give myself a shower to get out of the bed, been bedridden for two weeks. You get what I'm saying? And so for that is what stemmed from those triggers. That's what came from that past. And until I dealt with little Noelle and the little inner girl, me, nothing was changing. Right. Nothing about me. I was stuck in a cycle. A crazy cycle. I was stuck revolving around like a hamster in a wheel in that cycle with the same responses and the same reactions to everybody. Right. Any and everything. Anything. At that point, at one point, it was so bad, anything triggered you. Right. Somebody cut you off at the red light. Go on. Set off. Right. There was no peace. There was nothing but chaos. There you go. Confusion. Nothing but confusion. Oh, I know. And chaos. Because that's exactly where I was. And I just, I don't know, I felt like I was just mad. Like different mechanisms, different defense mechanisms. And let's talk about that for a minute because people have different ones. A lot of people think, oh, you have to be angry. You have to be all these different things as a defense mechanism. It could be you're pulling away from people and you enter depression, right? You don't talk to anybody, right? Right. It could literally be at one point, mine was like running away. Yeah. Take it. My, so mine was like, I'll just go out of town and 
I don't have to face it. I don't have to face these people because you're right. For a while, I was people pleasing by just saying yes. If I just say yes, I'll just get through this. But now I'm at this point of just trying to figure out life and different things was coming towards me. And even before, like after the marriage, like different things coming towards me. And it was, I still had defense mechanisms. So I hadn't dealt with all of this stuff yet. Right. I'll just go. I'll just leave. I won't deal with it. Or it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Like we all have different things. And so sometimes I picked up other people's defense mechanisms. They weren't mine either. No. <laughs> It's just morphing. It's just like a Power Ranger. It's just morphing in the Mighty Morphin Brittany. Just in the Indian Event Ranger. I think her name is Brittany. It's just, I'm just, I mean, my brokenness was a mess. Girl, I, I can't tell about nobody. I was never joke. I was a hot mess when I was broken, but, but a lot of people do this. Oh, it's I'm just so being real by saying so it. So much, I mean, pro sexual, like, just there's multiple giving things. their bodies away <laughs> right. just because it's like I just have this urge and this need to feel right. loved and to feel wanted right. in a space and accepted in a space. There, I mean, it's so much that but what it goes back is to you don't know your value. You don't know if little you somewhere along the line forgot who she was, forgot, forgot who he was. Right. And that little kid is screaming That's for help. It. Screaming for help. Somebody help me. Somebody save me. Somebody get me to a safe place. Somebody let me know who I am again. Yes. And that's what it was. And I had lost my value in me because you're right. I had no boundary to step up and say for myself anymore. So it was just like, okay, whatever. Now this one, now it's a little different. However, I know we talked about that too. Like, with how yeah. your defense mechanisms can change over time. Yeah. You're still, you still have a defense mechanism. It just may not be as bad as it used to be. It right. may not be kicking and screaming, but it may just be, now I don't say nothing at all. Right. Saying nothing at all, you still have to communicate to somebody. Yeah. Oh, I leave somebody in a heartbeat. Yeah. Oh, okay, you, you don't, yeah. oh, okay, bye. That's true. <laughs> right. Yeah, Tr like trigger responses. Sometimes we surface deal with them, right? Right. We don't go through the full healing and wholeness of it. And we're spiritually led, right? And so I always do the analogy of like, we try to operate as like computer people nowadays, right? right? Like, it's just like, somebody get on your nerves, somebody say something that you don't like, and it's okay to just block and delete them. Right. And move on, right? And I love the people who are preaching about boundaries. Oh, protecting my peace is my priority. If you know how many people that was their 2023 resolution, and I'm like, what's your peace look like? It's peace. What Do you even know what is that to you? What does peace feel like to have you? Have you experienced it? That <laughs> or ask the next person who tells you like, oh, that's, I had to set boundaries with that person. Or that that's one of my boundaries. Don't cross my boundaries. No, that's one of your triggers, right? That's something that's going to trigger you. Boundaries are something that you may put in place to make sure that your response to the trigger is not going to be the same unhealed response right. or negative response that leads right. to another traumatic event or experience. Right. That is what a boundary is. Right. We don't just, a person ain't your boundary kind of deal, right? Saying, the boundary has to do with 
you and protecting what it is that yes. you have established absolutely. for you. Absolutely. <laughs> the boundary is what are the things that are within you that you need to operate best to be your best and highest self right. as a redefined version of yourself. You set boundaries to protect those things. Right. So therefore, when someone comes for me, when someone comes to me and they decide that they don't like what I say and they want to take flight, after recognizing and dealing in, in, with all of this trauma and healing from it, now I set the boundary, right? Which means that I learned to accept them. Right. That is their response. Right. Now I no longer have to respond to them by getting angry or trying to convince them right. because I need to protect the, me, which is more than enough. And I have power. So power is one of my values, right? right. It is to remain powerful within myself, right? right? And to know that I exist and why I exist. Right. And in that in return, God, God, I feel like God abounds me with power, right? With the power and authority to speak those things as if they are, right? So that power that rests in me is so important to me that I also, now my boundary is set where if somebody triggers me, my response is not to give away my power. Right. I can't give up my power by taking myself to a lower version of myself and respond, right. responding in response to how they're reacting because right. they may not know. Right. They may not even recognize how they're treating you or what their reaction is towards you or their actions towards you. Right. But it still is within me to change my response Absolutely. and to heal, to recognize and reflect on those responses and to go back to small me and save small me right. so that she can become the best version of me on this journey. Right. right? And that is just like, it's so important to me. And right. that is, it, and I just challenge everybody like the next time you hear somebody talk about their boundaries like actually ask them ask them what is your boundary what yeah. are you protecting what is it really protecting what is it really protecting right i think ultimately it's going back to first of all you establishing your value and establishing what are your values correct and that goes back to identity, identity. and awareness and all those different things yes and once you establish that like for me i realize now I'm okay with people like y'all will be like, oh, Brittany gets along with everybody. You know why? Because acceptance is one of my values. Right. And acceptance is one of my values. And until so we talked about this the other day, is because rejection was one of my triggers. Correct. So I automatically accept people for who they are. Right? But not only because of rejection was one of my triggers, but because, sorry, it allowed me to realize where I'm going to place that person in my life. Right. So now I, it's ultimately back to me, my choice. Show me who you are completely okay. I am fine with who you are. Right. I now get to decide what part of my life or what part of my life you do or don't belong in. Correct. It all goes back to your choice and what you're able to decide, which ultimately puts you back in control of your life and how you run it and where you're going and where you're not going. Right. Does this person or does this thing fit into the journey I'm on? And that ultimately made walking this path of redefining me much easier. It didn't make me have to change anybody else. People came, people left. I accepted them and I didn't accept them and I kept it moving. Okay. And so it was just a, it was with accepting that, right. 
it allowed me to learn how I used to react right. to people because I wanted them to act a certain way. Exactly. People are going to be people. People phone people, okay? People be people. They do. So therefore, let me do me, <laughs> right? Which is walking in what I'm supposed to be walking in and uh, re <laughs> releasing and receiving. <laughs> and that just ultimately means doing exactly what I need to do for me to get to right. where I'm going. And so accepting people allowed me to release people. Accepting people allowed me to receive people. Right. Accepting people allowed me to change how I responded to them. I love that. So I never, I didn't get mad at them anymore for not doing what I wanted. Oh, you're not consistent. Okay, cool. There you go. Inconsistency isn't allowed in my space right now because I had to get rid of it. Right. So when I had to get rid of it, I'm sorry, there's right. no space for it. You got to go. Oh, peace is how I operate? You come with chaos? Oh, that don't work with me. I'm not going to change you. You and your chaos do your thing. Right. It just ain't welcome here. There you go. And that's the boundary. That's that the was boundary. the boundary. That's how boundaries work. Correct. <laughs> and that's how right. the correct way of doing boundaries. And that's right. the same exact thing that God was saying. I love that because you were saying like peace. You recognize that these are the ways that you function at your highest and best version of yourself, right? And that's for me with power. Right. How with power, with true power, I feel joy. Right. So joy is one of my things and I can't allow someone to come steal my joy. Nope. I can't allow myself to respond negatively to your re your actions right. in order for me no longer to have that joy. Joy right. is how I operate. I want to smile. I want to laugh and right. I want to joke and be joyful. Right. And I can't do that if I give away my power. If I get, if I allow you to pull me into your negative space, I can't do I it. Can't, I can't, then I can't, I'm not operating at my highest self and we got a problem. There we that. go. Because once again, it's about me. There you go. It's the year of the beat. That's right. Oh, there you go. Y'all heard it first the other day. But I love that. I definitely love that. I just wanted to say another big piece of advice for me is to recognize like your past is connected to your purpose. Absolutely. So it's hard as it is because I'm going to be transparent. Apparently, I'm turning into the feeler of it, right? But, <laughs> Ooh, I love the feel. Yes, right? <laughs> Boy, if truth be told, when it comes to recalling and remembering your past, this was the ugliest part of the journey. So we can laugh and joke, and now you hear the beautiful part from identifying emotional triggers, reliving your, right. reflecting on your past, reliving the past in order to move towards better responses of triggers because healing is a journey. You're going to be triggered no right. matter what. People be peopling, right. right? And you're going to be triggered, but it all matters on how you respond to that. And for me, this was one of the hardest parts. It was. Like, this is the one time where I did not want to see my therapist. When I saw her, I just cried because it was so hard to relive some of these things and still not yet have been at a place where I could identify with the new version of me. I still had not, I still didn't know the new version of me. I still couldn't answer who I was, right. but yet you had me digging right. back here right. and digging at little me right. and it hurt so, it would cut so deep on the inside of me and it does hurt. And this is the part where I think like when we talk about like people suffering through the pandemic, because when you sit in quiet and during the quarantine and stuff, people had no choice but to sit and, and think. 
about themselves. And think about, oh, my favorite part, when all the parents realize how hard it is for teachers and daycare workers and after school counselors. Right. Hello. Right. Y'all kids been bad. (laughs) Like, you just (laughs) discovered (laughs) because you only spend 6 to 8 p.m. with them. Right. right. We've been new. We've been new. Little John John was bad. <laughs> We've been trying to tell you to help us, partner with us, so that we can try to work towards correcting it. Now you realize that what everything that child teacher was saying about your child, little Susie Lynn, was underneath the desk every day. Now we saw it. But that was a, that still moment where we had to sit back and we had to realize it. Then, and I don't know about for most people, but for me, I had to then look and be like, oh my God, she's a little me. Oh, I got my hands full. Right. That's why we're right. like this in the house. Right. She's admitting me and I should have dealt with me in order for my overflow to be a healthier, best version of me right. because she operates with some of the bad things that I used to do. And I'm like, how did she even pick this up? Because they were still in me. They were still prevalent because for 10 years, she had saw me operating my triggers. Right. She saw me operating in my my in the past she didn't see the healed whole version of her mother right and so it's beautiful now because now she gets to see this and so we're able to look at one another and say okay let's just take a deep breath i said we need a break from each other (laughs) that's my favorite thing i just need a moment and she just be like (laughs) <laughs> like in seconds I'm like that's fine but if, no offense to you it's so funny because mine is opposite and it's like she needs more love she needs to be closer and I'm like do we have to be this close but I get it because right. I'm the same way I like to be close whenever mm-hmm. especially if it's a significant other or something like I like to be close when I'm feeling like ooh the world is coming down there's a lot Right. I need some help help me before I go backwards but no, you're right. At that moment, we had to, like, a lot of people learned a lot of things. That's why divorce is not saying that's why that happened, but they finally had to sit and deal with what was happening. And then what was happening was, oh, I really have the little me, and you really have the little you, and neither one of us have dealt with the little us. And so now the little us are fighting and doing all these different things. Caught in a cycle. Caught in we were caught in cycle. a crazy cycle constantly doing the same things. It was right. the same triggers that were continuing to happen, just different events attached to the same triggers That's and the it. same responses. That's it. Every single time, right. every single time, from right. simple things of, can you cut the grass, all the way to bigger things of, you haven't been here in two or three days, is everything right. okay, kind right. of deal, right? And so we had to recognize that One thing for me in the healing journey, I had to realize that where in the past did I make that acceptable? Because that was that boundary part, right? Right. That was that no, not having any boundaries. The first time that I had allowed my ex to take flight was when it became acceptable because we didn't have conversation back then. We weren't a healed version of ourselves to be able to sit and say, you responded this way. This made me feel this way, right? I remember at one point, me just saying the words I feel was a trigger. And it was just like, I don't know, at this point, I'm just gonna walk on eggshells because I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to be any longer in, in this home. And that's just my transparency. It's my truth of my past. And 
I had to eventually look back over time in the course of the relationship to realize what was causing, what happened when the first time it happened was my response to that. Right. And my, oh, my mama gave me a really good advice. My mama gave me real good advice when I was young. And she said, the first thing, and I hate to say it in the aspect of a man, but opposite sex or whatever, but the first thing usually that a man or your significant other does to you is usually the first thing that the first thing that's hurtful that they do to you is usually the same thing that's going to break you up. Mm. And that's it. And when I say looking back and reflecting over relationships and dating and previous marriages, everything, it literally all of those scenarios came true, came to pass. And the first thing that happened, the first disagreement right. that happened in, in my marriage, but when we were friends to dating, right, stage, he took off and I flipped. Right. Right. And like, I was just like, I can't believe you would do something like that. Like, right. it wasn't that serious kind of deal. Right. Without being able to, in a healthy way, express his emotion, he just took flight. And right. that triggered me and my response happened. Y'all know my response is crazy. So it it started the cycle back then. Right. No, you're absolutely right. It was unresolved. Right. You're right. I didn't think about it like that. I just happened to think about think that just now. Of you're right. That is the very thing. I'm telling you, them and my mom's not old, but I'm saying old sayings and stuff. Right. They, they have some really good context to them because I mean I'm not gonna say that is 100 always the truth in everybody's life. Right. It may not be, but not in, your kingdom spouse. Girl, no. <laughs> When Jesus sent him, he gonna fall on the roof. So I'm gonna have to bandage him. I'm gonna call my sister. Girl, I was saying, this man ain't some, got no legs. It's the best your husband. I don't know if he has it. Somebody's on my roof and he got one leg. Yep. I'm gonna need you to come sew those legs back on him. He said, that's how God goes to him. So you know. I'm glad like, he can't leave. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Y'all pray for me. I'm hungry. <laughs> One thing is, like, me and God have, that's my homie. Like, we have a, right. a, a father daughter relationship. We're close. And I told God, my next is my last, and he's my kingdom spouse. And don't give me no subtle hints with him, okay? Don't let him go orange. Like, who cares? There's some other, there's but there are two million other people that like the color orange. Don't give me no soft hints about it whatsoever, okay? I need him to literally fall on my roof and I don't know, he must go skydive something. He's gonna be a pilot and he evacuated a fallen plane. I don't know when that's gonna happen. He might be a roofer. Something gonna happen, but he's supposed to fall on my roof and witness it. And that's how I will know. And so that's why I said when he fall on the roof and then he gonna be missing a leg. And now see, bing, see God, for all things work for the good. And that's why he got to fall on the roof, though. You wanted to halfway kill himself before he could be loud. So I said, no, it could be other loud way. You know what? Don't knock on the door. There's plenty of people who knock on the door. The Jehovah's Witness knock on the door. It's not there. <laughs> yeah, it ain't there. <laughs> it ain't there. That ain't it. <laughs> it ain't you. <laughs> it ain't you, homie. <laughs> but so, it ain't, I mean, that's it. 
That's the only way. I don't go out very often. It's yeah, not so You're right. I don't come to the gas station. Everybody holler at you at the gas station. You're right. That's it. So for me, like, this is the one space that, like, I'll pay attention to. That's hilarious. I'm just trying to get my so life together after that. <laughs> no, but you know what? At the end of the day, the thing is, as long as you do the reflections back, you do the work of really working. And it's not easy. Like, it really takes some real work to, man, my, like, it could be from your childhood, your parents. And let's just say, let's give our parents some grace. Like, they didn't have a book to say, this is what you do. This is how you take right. care of your children, right? And we still didn't have one. Like, we still, as different ages, take care of our children different from our parents. And right. we have, and these kids are growing up with different things. So let's give grace to them and give grace to ourselves for making it. Right. We lived, we alive. Yeah. Our kids, they happening. They still got a journey. Yeah. So it's like, as long as you take the step back to really think back and go deep and really figure out what it is that you need to resolve because you don't want those things coming later. You want to really heal. You really want to get to this place of peace and growth so that you can really get to where you're supposed to be going. And then as you do that, start realizing how your triggers are different. Like for me, I told you like in the dating world, I feel like instead of acting a fool or saying, okay, they're inconsistent, it's not, okay, God, give me my heart back. Or God, give me my life back. Let me get that back so I can move forward. And granted, I didn't even realize it was a defense mechanism until I told you that. Right. But realizing that, okay, I'm not gonna act a fool anymore. I'm right. not gonna be upset because they're not doing what they said they were gonna do. Right. I'm literally just gonna be like, all right, God, let me get my life back and let me move forward. And that is still a defense mechanism. It's just in a different way. And for me, it was a healthier way. And it was a way for me to deal with myself Right. Sit in the moments. What is this person not doing that I would like for them to do? Either I can have this conversation with them. We'll have the conversation when I deal with what I need to deal with. Because there's right. something in me that's not, that it's not satisfying me. Have the conversation. If the conversation doesn't eventually get to, or if, if it doesn't bring up or produce the results that I want, all right, guys, let me get my life back and let me head out. Damn. And that's a completely different, that's a healthier way to move forward. And I'm glad that I can think that way now because yeah. before, whoo, right. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't function at work. I, I would be falling apart. Yeah. And I remember being like, I don't want to feel this. Correct. This don't feel good. And this is not what you have for me. I want everything you got for me. That part. And this ain't it. That it's ain't it. it. Me falling out, me chasing somebody. No, the person that you have for me will love me, will give me peace, will give me grace, will be able to communicate with me. And the same thing I will do. You just, all parts of blessings have to be ready. Okay. However, until then, help me to communicate. Help me to do all the things that I need, or develop all the characteristics and things that I need to move forward. It all go, it honestly all go back, goes back to you. It goes back to A you. lot of times we like to say, they gonna be they. Yeah, they are going to do them and do whatever they feel that they ple that yeah. that pleases them. What can you do for Correct. you to make sure you always take care of yourself? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's literally and all jokes aside, but it's he that finds a wife. Like he didn't. He it's not the word does not say he that finds a girlfriend. Right. He that finds a boo. He that finds a situation shift. Right. It says he that finds a wife. Right. Meaning that woman was already prepared in a right. virtuous woman that was already spousal material. Right. So 
do the work. If you're single, do the work. Dig, dig, dig into that past. Get the dig and get your shovel and dig it out. And it's painful, don't get me wrong. It is very painful, it's very hard. It's hard to reflect and go back on some of your responses because if you hurt some people. Right. And that's hurt people, another, hurt people. Hurt people, hurt people. And that's the thing. When you've hurt somebody that you care because you have been hurt, it's different when you're healed. You're like, ooh, let me not, yes. let me deal with this first before I bring this to you. Correct. Because Correct. I really want to go off, but that's not the way I should because yeah. I really care about you. And I don't want to hurt the person I care about. Yeah. That's when you're healed. But that yeah. hurt version of you will Correct. say and do anything. Correct. Hurt, yeah, hurt, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Misery loves company, all the sayings there. I mean, they have context because it's literally until you break the cycle, you're going to revolve around in there until right. you develop, until you heal and you develop right. better and healthier ways to respond to right. your triggers. You've got to go on the journey. You've got, you're going to be stuck in the cycle, but you've got to go on the journey. You've, you've got to true. work hard to redefining yourself because the best version of you, so many people need to see that. They right. need that light. Right. They, the world needs that light. Right. And if you are dealing with any type of hurt and pain and trauma, PTSD, right. there's so many ways to reach out and get help. Right. You could comment below. We would love for you to subscribe and comment. You can comment below. You can DM us. We go over it. I'm Noelle Lawhorn. My social media handles is show and sell with Noel. And that's on any of the social media platforms. And next to me is I'm Brittany Wright. And I'm also known as Be the CEO. You can find either name on different social media platforms. Yeah. And you can reach out to us. We care. Yeah. We love you. We just want to be the vessels. We want to be the light. And we'd love to point you in the right direction. And so if you're in state of South Carolina, then Advocations Counseling, whoo, shout out to Kim, yes. is all highly recommended. If you are outside of our state, then betterhelp.com, seek therapy, seek help. Absolutely. It's just so important because, you know, it's and reliving all of that and those eight, my heart breaks because there's 8 million people dealing with PTSD. Right. And, that is difficult. I've experienced it firsthand. I've right. experienced the night traumas and terrors that and nightmares and right. the effects on families. Right. My family has had to heal from someone else's PTSD. Right, right. And so I'm just very passionate as far as for the healing journey and redefining yourself and getting to a better version of you right. in order so that you can show up a the best version for right. others. Right. I so agree. Thank you for watching and we hope that you stay tuned. Episode three will be dropping soon. Thank you for watching Redefining You.